Today's date is December 1st, 2023, and this is episode 50 with Patty Olson. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan, and don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert, 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to the temple up on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, you fall for this golden drop. For the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus to a mountaintop to show all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave told Jesus, you can't have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord our God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, get. he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday broadcasting live from Nineveh. Thank you all for joining us. My name is Ron Johnson. I'm here with, who am I here with today? Who am I here with? Hmm. Happy birthday. What? Whose birthday was it Happy yesterday? Well, it wasn't yesterday. Two days ago. Two days ago. <laughs> My days are all mixed up. I know all I know is I gotta say happy belated birthday to Miss Mary. Everyone that's in live chat, wish Mary happy birthday. 
Thank you. You look great for 37. I know I'm 28. I again, plus one. <laughs> it's beautiful. Looks great yes. on you. So glad that you're here tonight. Giving her testimony, our special guest, Patty Olson. Uh, first, Hi. if we can, let's welcome Mary. What's going on, birthday girl? Hey, I'm glad it's Friday. What about you? Friday's a great day for me. <laughs> it's yep. the, it's uh, no more work, the beginning of the weekend, and of course, yes. Godcast yes. Day. Yes. That just doesn't yep. get much better than that. I uh, got a ranch Bible study after this tonight, so I'll be headed out there. Nice. Yep. And I had not as busy of a week this week as I did last week. Making it easy on you? <clears throat> yeah. Remember my single appreciation week? I had something doing <laughs> going on every day. <laughs> but she it's okay. slowed down to enjoy your birthday week? I did, but I did go out on my birthday, which was nice too. So, Did you get some cake? Um, actually, I did get cupcakes delivered to the restaurant. I don't think I've had cake for Ali. about three or four years on my birthday. I guess that's what happens when you get really old. You don't get the cake anymore. Yeah. Does that does that happen to you too? I don't care. I'm not really a big cake person anyway. Me either. I really only eat it on my birthday. But I did get green tea ice cream from the Japanese slice and dice restaurant. Green tea ice cream. Yes. It was very good. Okay. Sounds weird, but it's good. Is it? It's, it's not green, is it? <laughs> it is green, for real. Reminds me, I had a pistachio muffin this week, and I never heard of such a thing before. But I got to tell you, it's probably the best thing I had in my mouth all week—a pistachio muffin. Are you kidding me? I know they're so good, and, and they look green? really fantastic, like, though, don't they? Man, I thought maybe serve those on uh, uh, St. Patty's Day. I think. I think that would be a great idea. Becky doesn't like it. She says, yuck. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have meat in it, Becky, so it's okay. <laughs> She's a vegetarian. <laughs> Becky! It's a peanut. <laughs> so what do we got going on next week? Rebecca Hersfeld. Yes. That's pretty cool. We're yeah, excited about that. Yes, she's a, a sister of a friend of mine. And she does uh, street ministry in Columbia. Wow. And so she's home here to visit her family over the holidays. Um, their mother died too. So she, she was here for a memorial and I caught up with her and she's willing to come on and share her testimony, which she also does, has done street or um, prophetic painting. Okay. So she's an artist. Yes. Maybe she can paint that, pictures yeah. of you and I together, and then that way we'll have a picture of us together. <laughs> Maybe she could. <laughs> but we do want her to talk when she's here. She probably wouldn't be able to talk if she was prophetically painting us. <laughs> she can't multitask? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a lot. That's that a lot a, of windows, as my friend Patty tonight those will sound tell like, us. <laughs> those sound like a lot. Oh, um, no. And that's next week. The week after that, yes. we have zero nothing not a zilch we have a vacation day vacation day yes godcasters get vacation days day. yeah godcast vacation day i love it yeah we're gonna take it off okay so on the 15th uh well i just recommend that you go back and you download some old episodes 
And if I could recommend one, I would recommend episode eight with Pastor Holmes as he speaks on salvation. And that's what we're here. That's what we're, uh, you know, testimonies and salvation. That's what we do. So go back and check out episode eight if you haven't already with Pastor Holmes on salvation. Uh, so do that on the 15th and I'll be kicking my feet up and hoping that you do that. And Mary, Mary will be at a Christmas party that night. Yes. Probably dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably going to be some dancing. There's going to be some dancing. <laughs> All right, let's welcome our special guest for the night. Hattie Olson, big, beautiful smile. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for the, having me. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice to be here. So. We're so grateful that you came. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah. Um, a lot of us don't know you as you're a friend of Mary's yeah. outside of our online family here yeah so um so you're kind of new to all our listeners and, okay and uh so so please tell us about yourself i know that you're a child of god yes and the other thing that i know is that you do matter <laughs> yes tell us about so, that okay so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me in front and then i'll tell you what that is about so okay. i'm um uh, mother of five adult children, wonderful human beings. Four of them are married, which have produced for me 10 soon to be 11 wonderful grandchildren. Oh, so good Lord. A, Thank you. I know it's a big part of my life. Um, and then I'm a therapist at a Christian counseling agency. Um, Mary and I have known each other for a few years through the, the ranch that she's met, referenced, Bible studies, and then small groups together. I've led some small groups and things like that. But the Lord prompted me, we can go into that more later, but the You Do Matter is the name of my book that's about to come out hopefully in the next week, yay, um, called You Do Matter, Embracing Your Significance in Christ. And it's um, a book about developing our self-esteem through a right relationship with the Lord, with the Lord Jesus. So having that right relationship and recognizing our worth and significance to him helps us in all areas of our life. I can't wait to read it. Where can I find it? Well, soon on a link on your on your podcast on Facebook, yes. and it'll be on Amazon. It'll be sold out on, on Amazon. So okay, so that's going to be on Amazon, and what we'll do is we'll put a link up on all our social media pages for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as that book hits the pavement, yeah. we'll put a link up and get everybody over to Amazon to check it out. Yeah, and yeah. you said you're also working on a second. I am working on a second. Yeah. The second one is called. Beyond Measure, A Story of Hope and Healing Through Christ, which is kind of um, even goes a little bit more in depth um, of my personal healing journey that God's taken me through over the years. Um, salvation through present day, which I said, I've been a Christian for 40 years, EGADS. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but even saying it sometimes, I'm like, am I really that old? <laughs> well, you just must have become one you were when you were right, when you were born. Yeah, right when I was born. There you go. So, <laughs> anyway, which still makes me at least 40, but no, it's, it's more than that. But yeah, it'd be um, easy to calculate my age once I start telling my testimony. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But uh, yeah, God, God's put it on my heart. I Part of my, one of my passions, Ron, and I think Mary knows this too, is just um, seeing people's lives transformed through the, you know, the relationship with Christ and the healing of that, that comes and the power of God's word, right. Imparting that in our lives. So awesome. that's my, my passion for people. Yeah. And 
we're excited to hear more about that when you you start with your testimony tonight. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm looking forward to that one. The relationship and the healing. Mm -hmm. Those are um, two really amazing aspects of when you get saved. Mm -hmm. Is uh, you have a new friend and develop yeah. this wonderful relationship. And through that relationship, all these things that weigh so heavily on you just suddenly don't weigh so much. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Yeah. Amen. If you're unsaved, yeah. you might want to rewind and listen to that last 30 seconds one more time. It's really important and it's really cool. Awesome. Well, um, before we get started on your testimony, mm -hmm. we like to do an opening prayer. Yeah, good. So please, everybody join me in prayer. Dear God, Heavenly Father, thank you for thank you for the blessing of another Godcast. Here in this world where so many are alone, we have this. We have our family, and it's because of our love for you, Lord, but even more because of your love for us. That's what brings us all together. It's your love. Thank you for all of that. Thank you for Patty tonight, Father, for everything that led her here simply to glorify you tonight. And I pray for anyone listening who doesn't know you that through this, they feel the need for your son as their savior. Help us, Father, to glorify you tonight in a way that changes the non-believers that are listening and please bring the rest of us closer to you, Lord. Hold us, love us, and bless us tonight, Father. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ron. Uh, for those listening, for those in the live chat, if you have any prayer requests, please tag Mary. She's going to pray for us at the end of the podcast. If anybody has any questions for Patty Olson, anytime is a good time. Just go ahead and tag either myself or Mary, and we'll get a question in for you. Before we begin, Mary, what am I missing? What did I forget yeah. about? Well, I was wondering, do we have Matt in the chat tonight? Is it Matt and Hev, or is it Maddie Poo? <laughs> it's Maddie and Hev now. Oh, it's Maddie in heaven now? I thought I saw Maddie Poo yeah. last week somewhere. Yeah. Well, he might be busy tonight. He's our he's our moderator in the chat. So Okay, that was what was it? If you see him, you could also tag him for any questions too, I guess. And I want to remind um for anyone that's here listening live in the chat, our call in features open. So uh if at any point in time you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please call in and Mary and Patty and myself, the three of us will pray for you and we'll get that handled tonight. All right. Without further ado, listeners, I give you Patty Olson. Patty, the floor is yours. Uh, thank thank you, you for coming and uh, please tell us what the Lord's done in your life. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks. It's really, it is really great being here. So, I was trying to think, okay, what do you, what do you encompass? And like I said, I've been, you know, um, Christian 40 years, but part of it is like, you know, where was I before Christ? Right. And then, and then my salvation story. Yeah. So, um, 
I grew up in, you know, small town, northern Minnesota. And as you and I were chatting before the, we started, Ron, it's like, oh, yeah, you betcha. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I love yeah. that. You missed that, Mary. <laughs> oh, I wonder where that comes from. <laughs> we were having some fun before you got in, Mary. Yeah. You yeah, betcha. But, um, yeah. Anyway, but no, I grew up in a, a large family, as youngest of seven kids. Um, and, you know, I was, I was close to my dad growing up. The dynamics of my home were interesting because the older kids, when they were growing up, they moved a lot. And by the time I came along, my parents had kind of settled. My dad traveled a lot. So a lot of the older kids didn't have dad as present. And mom was always at home. And by the time I came along, it was a little bit different. Like dad was settled into his his job and he didn't travel anymore. And mom kind of started her career. So I was really close to my dad growing up and not as much to my mom. We had, you know, sometimes some challenging dynamics and, you know, family of origin is family grew up in is always interesting. Right. But my, my mom was more of a yeller and my dad was more of a stuffer. And, you know, I didn't want to be a yeller like my mom. And cause I was close to my dad. I was, I was more of a stuffer. Um, until later in life, but I was a kind of, this, I became this perfect cocktail of a stuffer blower. So yeller blower, whatever you want to call it. So at, that plays into my testimony later. So that's why I'm bringing it up now. But um, I didn't realize at the time, you know, cause I thought, well, cause, cause I didn't like the the yelling. I thought the, the stuffing was the more acceptable route. And, you know, now, you know, looking back, I can see they're both unhealthy, but so I got, like I said, I got that perfect cocktail there, but well, anyway. I'm sorry. What is stuffing? Stuffing is where you don't really express your emotions. You kind of just keep it all in. Okay. You know, a lot of people think it's just even keeled, right? Um, and it can be, but sometimes it's we're just not expressing what's there. And okay. so I, uh, there were times in my life where I just, you know, um, just kind of like didn't didn't say anything until it's almost like you're filling this glass of emotions and then it's spewed out, right? And that's mm -hmm. you know, again, it's it's part of, you know, some of the things that God really healed in me later. So it's part of the reason I bring it up now. But um, one of the, the big things in my life, I mean, I had a lot of good times growing up as a child in small town, Minnesota, but um, from the ages of nine to 13, I was sexually abused by two separate individuals. And at the age of 13, the abuse stopped. Um, and I actually, for three years, blocked a lot of it out of my mind. And um, but that didn't mean that it didn't affect me. In my early teen years, I kind of went went awry. I was kind of tired of being part of the quote unquote good crowd. And I started hanging with some more of the partying kids. Nothing significant other than, you know, some drinking and things like that. But um, it did it did affect me without me realizing it. And then um shortly into my um when I was 16, and right before my summer, that summer after my sophomore year, um some events transpired that actually unlocked all the memories of the abuse. And it was a really hard thing for me because here I am 16 and I don't, I have all these memories and I don't know what to do with them. And um, had just gone through a, a significant breakup with a boyfriend. And, you know, so what I thought was I had the world by the tail at one point and now everything kind of came crashing down. And then I entered what I called my summer of destruction. Um, I started, you know, partying more just to try and cope with the pain of, of remembering the abuse and getting into some unhealthy behaviors. One of the things we we did in our small town, which at the time seemed really cool, but as my, with looking back with adult eyes, it's really it was really an unsafe practice. We did a lot of what we called cruising, right? You just hop into random people's cars, meet new people. It sounded really fun, but um, 
in one night it ended up for me that it ended up I was sexually assaulted um on a, on in following that night I I ended up getting up from that and feeling like I'm never going to be a victim again I I rage was born in me that night and I look back now with my after going through a lot of healing is that um that was a component of what we call post-traumatic stress right and um that really affected me and so going forward I like I said I entered this summer of destruction and I did you know more more drinking sometimes got and I didn't do anything more than marijuana but it was it was a really hard summer and by the end of summer I was really um exhausted from this this lifestyle and I knew I wanted something different and so I just prayed to the Lord I you know I grew up in a in you know a home where we we went to church on Sunday I never had a time in my life I didn't believe that God was there and I do remember one of my um you know leaders in the church had shared about having a personal relationship with Christ which I didn't understand what that meant at the time but I was like well that's cool I want that you know that sounds that sounds really awesome um and towards the end of summer I went to what was called a teens encounter Christ weekend and heard more about about a, a relationship with Jesus and I just prayed at that retreat that God would get me off my roller coaster right which truth be told it wasn't a roller coaster it was a pretty downward spiral vortex um and i i swore off dating which lasted about a week <laughs> you know so i just i wanted something different right and you know towards the end of that summer this guy comes into my life he's um really cool you know good looking guy older guy nice car which is of course a prerequisite for being a cool guy in those days right and um and I was really, you know, kind of taken taken by him. And because I here I was, I had 16 years old. I really struggled with low self-esteem because of some of the abuse of the past. And like, oh, this guy was interested in me. And um, it ended up becoming the reverse fairy tale, right? In in a fairy tale, the you know, the princess kisses the toad and it becomes Prince Charming. And you know, I thought I meant Prince Charming that night, and after kissing him, he became the toad. So, <laughs> oh. anyway, short story, a long story, however you want to put it, was, um, you know, I ended up pregnant from that relationship, and um, here I am starting my junior year in high school, and I'm 16 and pregnant. And um, when we first started talking, and thought I might be pregnant. The father had at first said, oh, he was moving away to another state, but he said, well, you know, you know, after you have the baby, I'll come back, we'll get married, I'll take care of you. And even in my 16 year old brain, I knew that was not a good idea. Um, and, and then he had changed his tune a little bit and wanted to pressure me to have an abortion. And that was also something I, I, I knew I didn't want to do. And so I'm kind of in this place of, you know, what do I do? Right um he 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 walked out of my life and you know shortly after that my pregnancy i confirmed my my pregnancy i told my mom and she was really supportive and she said so you think you're pregnant i said no i know i'm pregnant but it took me to the doctor right and after my pregnancy was confirmed um you know my my family was was really supportive they actually really were my older sister, she's like nine years older than me and, you know, just wonderful woman. Um, and 
she and her, and her husband too. They, I lived in Northern Minnesota. They lived in the Twin Cities, which is about 200 miles away. They invited me down for a weekend to visit them. And so I hopped on the bus and got, got myself down to the Twin Cities and stayed with them for the weekend. And the night before, um, you know, church, I just asked, hey, what time's church tomorrow? And she said, um, you know, I grew up Catholic and she was at a Pentecostal church. And she just said, well, I want to tell you about our church because it's a little different than the Catholic church. And, you know, there's quite a bit of difference between a Catholic church and a Pentecostal church. So, yes. you know, which is, which is fine. I just, you know, but, but what, what was really cool is because I had a year, God uses everything, right? And a year before this, um, I was, I had a good friend and she was in this youth group and she said, hey, you want to come to youth group with me? There's some really cute guys there. <laughs> and so, and of course, that I'm 15. I'm like, yeah, we'll go where the cute guys are. But I remember going to that youth group and noticing that a lot of the kids were, were really different. There was something really different about them in a really cool way, right? So, and it was a Pentecostal church. So I wasn't unfamiliar with a Pentecostal church. So I didn't, you know, it it was fine. When I went with my sister, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm used to, you know, a lot of singing, shouting, raising of the hands, um, which is, you know, I, I fully embraced that. It was, it was good. But she, so before we went the next day, they sat me down and they, they, um, my sister Sharon and her husband, Jeff, she wanted to share Christ with me. And they said, well, if you were to die tonight, where would you spend eternity? Wow. And I said, well, it was really cool. Yeah. And a, I said, a, ray, a ray comfort question. <laughs> yep. And um, I said, well, in heaven. And they said, okay, how come? I said, well, because Jesus is my, is my personal savior. And they're like, okay. I don't think they were expecting that answer, but truth be told, he wasn't yet, but I didn't, because I didn't fully understand what that meant. Um, and so they kind of just stopped and then they, they really shared with me the straight, you know, gospel message. Um, you know, we're all sinners, you know, um, you know, the, for the wages of sin is death, right? And the gift of God is eternal life, that Jesus is is the way, the truth, and the life. And the key verse that she shared with me that night was Revelation 3.20. And it said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door, I'll come in and sup with him. And so I went to bed that night. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm 16 alone, pregnant. The father's abandoned me. I mean, my family stood around me now, but I went to bed that night and prayed. I just said, Lord, if you're knocking, if you're at that door, I'm opening it because I have messed up my life pretty bad. And um, so please come in and help me. Right. Um, the beauty, beauty of that is, you know, he did. The next day I woke up, I'm a new creation in Christ, right? He tells us that in scripture. Uh, and I still have my earthly consequences, right? I'm I'm still 16 and pregnant, but mm -hmm. I'm no longer alone. Christ is there with me, you know? Right. And yeah. so it was it was really cool. I'm very thankful for, you know, my sister and, and her husband for being brave that night, right? Because that's that's a risk, especially when you talk to family members. And um and so it was a it was a beautiful time. So then went back home and I joined that youth group. Those kids that were, you know, cute boys and all, right? <laughs> so um, there was something different about them and I knew I wanted what they had. And so I went and I joined that youth group and it was really beautiful because that um, community of 
you know, kids, youth, youth came around me and the adults as well came around me and supported and encouraged me during a very difficult time in my life. Um, I, I started praying and asking God what to do with my, you know, pregnancy. Do I keep my daughter? Do I give her up for adoption? Um, you know, what route should I take? And I did feel the Lord um, prompting me to keep her. And so I, I kept my daughter, 17 years old. I had my daughter, very end of my junior year in high school. Um, and I had a lot of supportive people around me. My parents, um, you know, kind of fixed up our basement into a, a nice apartment. You know, it had already had been converted that way, but they really did uh, even more things for me and helped me through my my senior year of high school. So I was able to finish high school and um, had some friends around me who helped take care of my daughter so I could do that as well. And then, um, then a year later, I'm going off to college toddler and toe. So <laughs> there <Wow>. I was. <laughs> toddler and toe. I like that. Uh, yep. Toddler and toe went off to college and um, got involved with the Bible study there. Met some really phenomenal people, joined a church. And, you know, it was, um, what was really cool is, I mean, God was really working in my life. And there were a lot of things he changed in me that the drinking for me was something that he, he took away immediately. I didn't, um, I, I quit drinking. I, I didn't have an issue there, but the rage that I had, that had been born in me, you know, not, you know, when I was 16, um, was still there. And that came to play in my life in a lot of ways. Um, you know, whenever I felt, um, mistreated, um, I'd probably keep, stay silent for a while, which is around what I refer to as stuffing. And then when I couldn't take it anymore, then I would blow and then I'd yell, I'd rage. And, and it was, it was really destructive. And um, so that was a part of my life for many, many years. Um, so I went, I went to college, met, met um, later who became my husband um, in this Bible study. And what was really funny is a lot of us hung around. We, some of us who stayed in the summer became closer and we got to be good friends. But when um, my, my now ex-husband, you know, when we first met, it, it was one of the funny stories with it is we're all sitting around in the student union. And I said, I, I, I have to go home. I got to get home to Nicole. That's my, my daughter. And he looks, he goes, Oh, is that your roommate? And everybody starts chuckling. And um, I said, I guess you could call her that. And <laughs> he, he said, what? And I said, it was my two-year-old daughter. And he told me later, he goes, how, how could this, he, he said it was just born to him that, you know, a young Christian girl in college had a two-year-old daughter. So he thought he was being, somebody was playing a joke on him. So he didn't believe she existed. Right. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, I'm, I'm not buying this. You know, he's like, I'm being played. And, and I laugh because, you know, later that two-year-old became his daughter too. Mm. You know, the one yeah. he didn't think existed. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so we, you know, we, we started going through college. He and I started dating, got married when she was, four um there was a point at one point where we thought her her biological father was going to come back into the picture and um i just say by the grace of god that didn't happen it was it was nice for us as a young family to be able to start out without that extra challenge in there yeah um and you know then eric and i graduated he went in the military um we lived, lived in texas for a while then we added um what became five more children? We lost our last son as he was he was stillborn, but we had 
um, more children together. Uh, and our marriage always struggled right from the get-go. Um, we both, I just tell people, we both had our own woundedness. And my, a big component of that was my rage. And um, so through the years, we, you know, we just kind of, um, you know, kind of plotted along. We we did well. We we raised our kids together. They're they're amazing human beings. I'm very proud of all of them. Um, we did a lot of things well, and we had a lot of struggles. Right? It's kind of that that both and thing. Um, so as we, as we were you know going through life again, we had a lot of kids. Ended up homeschooling for a few years. That was good. But God I like to hear that. <laughs> you what? Get, get I like I like to hear that. Yeah. Well, that was uh that was a whole nother thing. I was very resistant to homeschooling for my own reasons. And God totally changed my heart on that. And you know, and their dads, you know, the children's dads as well. So it was some of my favorite years, honestly, were the years we were homeschooling. Um but yeah. yeah yeah, there's, wait, a, go ahead. there's a lot of uh, homeschoolers here that are listening and listening. Chat. Yeah. So, so they it, appreciate that. Yeah, it was um, it was it was totally a God thing. And I did I did really, really love those those years of being just being able to you know, pour into their lives. So, you know, through the years, God worked in a lot of ways. Eric and I were um, involved in, you know, churches and small groups um, and and we still struggled, right? Every everybody has their struggles, and you know, as we went along, um, you know, we were married twenty five years at the point of separation, and twenty seven when we divorced. We just there were some things that that began to unravel for us over the years. But um, you know, one of the things that started happening for me. So when my kids were younger, um, and we were homeschooling, I. I worked from home doing an accounting business and then I was a CPA and I did some tax work on the side and, you know, there were, they were good times and, you know, really enjoyed that freedom to be home with the kids and, and do all of that. Um, and then, um, you know, as we were struggling in our marriage, I, I went and I was mentoring with a, with a woman and she's just this wonderful, godly woman. And, you know, one day I was, um, she challenged me with the verse and she said, what's that verse about do not grow weary in doing good? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I was literally crying, went home and I said, Lord, you know, I looked it up and it's Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing good for at the appointed time you'll reap a harvest if you do not give up. And so I was, I was sitting in my chair and I was praying and I said, Lord, what is the harvest? And um, something to know about me is, as I really can sometimes be impatient with the Lord, I usually want him to send me an immediate text or email or <laughs> just download it immediately to me, Lord. And yes. I was trying to learn patience, you know, and I said, Lord, I will wait in your timing for what you tell me the harvest is. I want the harvest to be a strong and healthy marriage, but I want to, I want my will to be your will. And I immediately heard in my spirit um, when I said, what, what is the harvest? I heard him say, a ministry beyond measure. I'm like, I don't really talk like that. So I don't know if this is the Lord or not, but I'm going to be brave enough and ask the next question. Then what's the appointed time? And I heard five years. And I thought, okay. So I'm somebody who journals a lot. And I decided to journal that encounter because I'm like, I don't, 
know if this is the Lord or not. Um, you know, I just, I'm going to just write it down and see. And um, over the course of, you know, shortly after that, we started, well, it was during this time, we were also counseling with our new pastor. Because um, uh, again, we were really, really struggling in our relationship. And then fast forward a year, uh, God was putting it on my heart that I had already, I'd always known that I was going to do some kind of ministry capacity. I had a heart to help women who had been through some of the things I'd been through, um, sexual abuse, you know, sexual assault, and I wanted to be able to pour into their lives. So I did that from, from my early thirties, I was doing leading Bible studies, mentoring women. And then this, by this time now I'm a few years older and I asked the Lord, you know, what, is there something more that you have for me? And I started feeling this prompting that I was going to be in full-time ministry. And <clears throat> now this is fast forward. We're in 2008 and I get approached by Dave Ramsey organization, you know, to, to do to kind of be the CPA for, I was a CPA at the time to be the CPA for, um, or I was working on my CPA license at the time to be, um, you know, uh, in for that, um, you know, to be for, for the Minneapolis area. And I really prayed about it. And I thought, well, maybe my ministry capacity is to, you know, kind of use my accounting skills to support ministries. And I prayed about it. And and I, again, felt the spirit speak to me saying, you know, I, um, I didn't bring you through what I brought you through, meaning the, the abuse to be a, a pocketbook. I can, I can raise up others for that. It's an important job. But for you, I, I want you on the front lines. I didn't know what that meant, right? And so I just like, okay. So I keep plugging along. Um, fast forward another year, 2009. Um, our pastor has, you know, has been pouring into us and we're still, still struggling in our marriage. And he recommended we go see a professional counselor. And so we did. And so we go to a therapist and I walk out of the therapist's office thing. And I, my first thought was, I think I'm supposed to be a therapist. <laughs> it's like, who, who comes out of the therapist's office thinking that? I mean, I was like, okay, that was kind of weird, but <laughs> I just started praying about it. Right. And, um, it was a really a big thing because it was almost like the lens came into focus of my life of what I was supposed to be doing in full-time ministry. Like, okay, I really think I'm supposed to do this. And I started researching what it would take to become a therapist, what I needed to do, um, talking to my husband. And, you know, he, of course, was cautious about that. Um, not totally opposed, but we, you know, I was praying about it and um, I was still battling my rage, right? I still had, you know, rage, you know, sometimes at the kids, sometimes at my ex, sometimes at family members. I was what I called the queen of defensiveness. It was hard for me to accept any sort of criticism. As I look at that now, I see it so much a component of shame. You know, I had a lot of shame because of the, the abuse of the past, and I just carried that with me. Um, and and part of that, and I mentioned early on, I, you know, I struggled some in my relationship with my mom. And during this time, um, I was, I, I brought my mom into a therapy session and um I, I really, really struggled with her and some of the follow-up with it. Um, to be honest, I just, I, I blew up at my mom, right. Following the session. And 
And to the point where I just carried a lot of shame from that. And I said, Lord, can you usually really use me as a therapist despite my weaknesses? I mean, I, I, I don't have it all together here, right? And I was in a Bible study at the time. And, you know, what the Lord spoke to me then, and I said, can you use me despite my weaknesses? And he said, not despite them, but because of them. And that was a really profound thing. It's like, okay. And then I was doing a Bethmore Bible study at the same time. And and it was in the study on Esther. And she said the exact same thing a week later. God doesn't use us despite our weaknesses, but because of them. And um, I was like, okay. So I kept, I kept plugging forward. I really, at that time, turned into my, my um, healing journey from the sexual abuse, from the sexual assault. I worked with a really great therapist, a couple of them actually, who helped me um, get through a really challenging time. Started graduate school for marriage and family therapy, um, 2011. And, you know, God kept, kept giving me more and more measures of healing, right? And, um, <clears throat> but then one day in June of 2011, I'm kind of doing my little, um, you know, pity party before the Lord, for lack of a better word, right? Yeah. And yes. we've all had those, right? You yes, know? we have. And, um, and I was complaining about my, my husband, all the things that were going on with him. And the Lord again spoke to my heart and he said, you know, Patty, I know you truly want to be a Proverbs 31 woman, which is, you know, and if anyone doesn't know what that means, that's kind of this, you know, Proverbs 31 gives kind of the epitome of of the, you know, the, the righteous, godly wife, right? And I, I truly did want to be that. Um, and there were times I strived for it and times I did a good job. And other times, because of the wounds of my past, I didn't do such a great job. And and then what the Lord said to me is, you know, but sometimes you're a Proverbs 14 woman, which says, a wise woman builds her house and a foolish one tears it down by your own hands. And I had to go before the Lord, um, two hours on my face of saying, Lord, what have I done to tear down my own house, right? And here I am all these years later, and it still is a profound thing for me. Um, and so I just, I went and I I just started confessing to the Lord all the things and owning, basically owning my part of relationship struggles, right? Yeah. At the end of those two hours, and this is what was amazing, was God lifted so much of my shame mm. from my past. And it was Outside of my salvation, the most healing point in my life, in my my journey with Christ. And um, all those rage episodes I used to have, I had two after that point. One about six months later and one maybe a year later after that. I actually have a sobriety date from rage, which is amazing. Um, April 13th, 2013. Um, you know, <laughs> sobriety dates from other things. But, you know, it's it's really cool because in my work as a therapist... I am able to like work with people who, you know, suffer from, you know, anger issues and do it very compassionately because I'll, I'll confess, I'll say, I'm, I'm a reformed rager. What was really cool is about two years after, uh, no, it was about four years after that, my youngest son said something to me. He's like, you know, mom, you know, you're pretty chill. I said, well, thanks, but you know, I said, hasn't always been that way. And, you know, he's the youngest. I said, maybe you don't remember those days. Go, no, I remember. He goes, but now you're pretty chill. Nothing really rattles your cage, you know? And, and to me, that's like, that's God, right? That's the, yeah. that's the healing power of the Lord. Um, 
I also, at, up to that point I had said before, I was a queen of defensiveness. I, because of my shame, I couldn't take criticism. I couldn't take, you know, constructive or otherwise. And, and that had a lot to do with, with, with shame. And when the Lord healed that in me, I'm like, when I knew I was good with God, when I knew I was good with Jesus, like so many things fell into place. It was like, I don't need to be defensive. I don't need to, it's just, it's so much just poured out of me. The negative had poured out of me on that, that day in 2011. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. Right. Um, my husband and I are still struggling, you know, but, but God was working on my heart and that's all the part I could change. I think so often in relationships, we're looking for, you know, trying to fix the other person or what can they change. And yeah. I had to learn that it's, you know, I got to work on me and that's all, and that's all I've got. Right. Yes. Um, so then I am continuing grad school, fast forward year later. Um, I'm looking for, we'd have to do a year long, but a nine month internship. And um, I was looking at a cut one agency and then God put another one on my radar. And I was like, okay. So I went and interviewed with both of them. One of them was going to be most likely a job afterwards. And as long as I didn't blow it in my internship, that was a possibility. Right. And the other one, um, not, they didn't, they couldn't promised me a job just because of the, the way their clinic was structured. But the Lord really prompted me to take the second one, the one where there wasn't a job promised and um, or even at that available. And um, and then after I accepted the job, they said, we might be able to hire you. We're working on some things. And so it was really cool because it was all that's how I know it was all the Lord. Right. And now I you know, I'm still 11 years later at that that practice. It's, you know, it's a center for hope and healing in Elk River. And, you know, wonderful place. It's a Christian counseling agency. But um, during right before I started my internship, I really felt prompted to go back and read that old journal entry. And um, the one where God said, I'm going to give you a ministry beyond measure in five years. Right? Um, that journal entry was dated September 12, 2007. And I started my counseling practice August 29, 2012. So oh, five years, five years, almost to the day. Right. And, um, and, you know, when I think about the words beyond measure and I, that comes from Ephesians three twenty, we can do immeasurably more than we can think or imagine. Um, the beyond measure isn't, isn't numbers. It's in the value in people's lives yes. in the, in the changing of people's lives. One-on-one. -on -one. Oh, I, I, I do that. remember Somebody asked me one time, you know, because I do some speaking, I do some writing, teaching, whatever. But he said, where do you feel you have the most impact? Is it in those those teaching, in the writing? Is it in the therapist in the chair, one-on-one? -on -one? And I really believe the biggest impact for me, and it isn't, I'm not saying it's for other people, but it's that one-on-one. -on -one. You're pouring into people one-on-one um, -on -one week after week and helping them to have better relationships with um themselves with others with god you know and I, I i have the privilege doing that in a christian counseling agency so that's a really good thing for me um so i started there yep started working there did my internship got hired on as a therapist i guess i already said i'm there 11 years later so that wasn't you know not a surprise but um 
started working with a lot of different people. You know, I did some sexual, I do work with people with coming in sexual abuse, people coming in all sorts of abuse, verbal and emotional abuse, um, physical abuse, just past trauma. And because God healed me of, you know, PTSD, you know, that's where I, I what I really want to pour in and help others. Um, you know, my marriage didn't survive um, for a lot of different reasons. We ended up getting divorced um, through this whole process. But through that, even, I've noticed it's been 10 years since our separation and eight since our divorce, the way God's taken care of me during that time. You know, I've met wonderful people, Mary included. You know, we have this great Christian community, um, just people that come along beside me in so many ways. And, um, you know, and just continues to help me in my ministry with others. And, you know, the book we had mentioned before was something that was born for me out of um, my deepest childhood wound was I don't matter. You know, I just, that was something that came in at a very young age. And I didn't realize that was my, my biggest negative belief or biggest childhood wound until um, when I'm working in this agency, we, we sometimes, you know, try new, new things. And one of the therapists wanted to do a, an art therapy session. And, um, you know, we, so we're always looking for fellow colleagues to be guinea pigs, right? So, you know, I'm always like, sign me up. Um, and, and during the art therapy, you know, one of the questions was posed was, what is a lie you believe? And it wasn't necessarily a lie we believe about ourselves or about the world or about anyone. It was just, you know, could be anything. What's a lie you believe? And the Lord helped me to see that a lie I believe is that I don't matter. Um, and I didn't feel that across the board, but it came into play in different ways in my life. And so I really started turning that to the Lord. And I said, what do you want me to do with this? And um, at that time, he, he prompted me to write a Bible study on, you know, you do matter. God cares about the one. Jesus really does care about the one. And that's something that I, you know, I emphasize with people is even if you were the only one, Jesus would die for you. And I would hear that and I would struggle with that. And, and yet it's true, right? And so I wrote this Bible study and that was back in like 2014. And um, God used it to give me a measure of healing. And then a few years later, he wanted me to turn it into a book. And I thought that was going to be an easy process, right? I already have the Bible study, <laughs> yes. right? Uh, and um, no, it's a whole whole different process. <laughs> so yes, it's it's been it's been a long journey in writing the book, you know. But it's it really feels like close to fruition, you know. I was hoping to have it done by now, but you know, as as uh, life happens, you know, little snafus happen here and there, but delays, whatever you want to call them. Um, God's timing. We'll just call it God's timing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, my my hope through that, through the book, is that people can read it and really embrace um their significance in their relationship with Christ. That Jesus cares about you individually. You know, he cares um about your needs, he cares about your pain, he cares about everything in your life. So yeah, it's awesome. You know, I when you were saying something about the um, job, yeah, and how you uh, you chose the one where it wasn't, you know, the outcome wasn't 
predictable or Mm -hmm. wasn't a given yeah I just want to tell you that was faith, right? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's faith. a leap of faith it's, right there. Yeah, Absolutely. that's God just loves to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It were it really was. It was a it was a leap of faith, and well, even going from accounting. I mean, I remember more than once because when I told people I was a CPA turned therapist, they're like, "Um, that's a little different," you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, and I remember more than once telling God, like, "But God, I'm." I'm an accountant, you know, and like somehow he's up there slapping his forehead going, Oh, never mind, I forgot, you know, it's, you know, um, you know, if that was a leap of faith, you know, because accounting for me was stable and secure and, you know, and, you know, safe. <laughs> so, right. you know, but, well, he made he made a God caster out of a bean counter right here. There you go. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I but, get that. Yeah, no. So, um, so, you know, I just, you know, encourage people who are listening that, um, you know, that the, that God can use anything. And there are times that he's calling us to, to not play it safe. Um, I don't know if you remember, Mary, years ago when we did the Francis Chan one, I think it was, um, I can't remember love, crazy love. Was that what it was? Oh, called? yeah, crazy yeah. love. Yes. Yeah. And I remember in there, you know, him, Francis Chan doing this um demonstration, like it was a really low balance beam. And he kind of crawled up on it and hugged it. And, you know, it just kind of stayed there. And then at the end, kind of jumps and does ta-da. And like feeling like, okay, Lord, look what I did. You know, but what, you know, his point in is like sometimes as Christians, we just we play it safe, you know. And, and then we kind of like, okay, look at me, you know, and I, you know, there's been so many times in my life where he's called me not to play it safe. Homeschooling was one of those, you know, it was, that was a calling and, and that was a big one for, for us. Um, You know, my, you know, husband and I at the time, you know, to do that and leaving accounting and going into therapy was um, scary and not safe, you know. And even putting out this book is a little bit scary because you put a lot of yourself into it. And then it's like, well, if people don't like it or what if this, and it's like, you know what? It's God's, it's God's, you know? Yeah, and he'll use it. Yeah. Something that I've noticed listening to all these testimonies is when when you take a leap of faith, mm-hmm. a lot of times it ends up being the hardest thing that you've ever had to do. Mm-hmm. and then becomes the most rewarding exactly yep <laughs> i agree i agree wholeheartedly yep exactly so and you know and that's is you know my my work now is extremely rewarding um i it's such a privilege to be able to pour into people's lives in that way you know yeah. um and like i said because i work at a christian counseling agency not everyone who comes to us is looking for christian counseling but a lot of them are and um you know, and I just feel that's where I really feel a healing you know, takes place. And I, I feel such a privilege to be able to be able to incorporate my faith into, you know, therapy. Yeah. And you have, um, you know, just even, you know, I personally have experienced that calling of yours, even just in the Bible studies and different groups that we've been in together mm-hmm. and how, um, you know, you, you're a leader. and you have so much to share so much wisdom oh, thank you and um 
I've grown a lot knowing you. No, oh, thanks, Mary. I appreciate so. that. So, yeah, it's it's amazing because a lot of the wisdom comes out of um, mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the way it happens, right? I mean, really, does it have to be that way, Lord? <laughs> I know. Um, and, you know, because when people share things with me, you know, their clients or whatever, it's usually like, um, yeah, been there, done that. It's, you know, it's easy to be non-judgmental for me because I'm like, mm, yep, I get it. <laughs> so, but, you know, especially when, you know, going back to that thing of shame, I just, I feel like, you know, somebody needs to hear that. I'm, I'm going to go repeat the part where it says, um, he doesn't use us despite our weaknesses, but because of them, you know, and shame can really hold us back. And that's the tool of the enemy to really yeah. hold us back from living our full potential. Um, scripture tells us there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And and yet we we will sit and hold on to that because that's what the enemy wants for us. And it's not what God has for us, right? Yeah. I actually put that in the chat when you okay. said it. That okay. There's a couple different things that I took note of and, and I mm -hmm. typed it in the chat, but that was one of them because that's a little nugget. I think that you're right. Someone needs to hear that. I needed to hear that. Mm, good. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Patty, you mentioned one of the things that you had struggled with was patience, mm -hmm. waiting for answers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a question. You, you know, you say you struggled with rage. Yeah. For how many years did you pray to the Lord to take that away from you? Mm -hmm. How many years um, did you pray before he finally was gone, before it was finally taken from you? That's a really good question. So if it was 11, 12, it's been 12 years. So I would have been 44, um, 28 years. 28, 28 years you prayed for that. Yeah, 28 years I struggled with rage in various capacities. And it was really a hard thing because here I am a, a, a good, in, in, I'm doing, you know, I know they can't see us, but quote unquote, a good Christian woman. <clears throat> I would do Bible studies, I'd pray. And God, you know, it's not, I mean, God was helping me through it, but there was, um, I just felt so much shame for for what mm -hmm. I, you know, what I was suffering with or what I was, I mean, I guess I didn't look at it at the time suffering with, I just, it was just my, um, it was my own, you know, woundedness, but I just saw it as my own bad behavior, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's just well, our I've walk with Christ, it. you know, our, our walk yeah. with Christ. We don't become perfect overnight just because mm -hmm. we get saved. I mean, we still struggle yeah. with things, and many of us struggle with things for years and years and years. In your case, 28 years. Yeah. But yeah. your patience, your perseverance, and your yeah. faithfulness paid off in the end. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question, Ron, because I actually never thought about it. That was a long time yeah. to deal with it. Honestly, I always felt it was going to be a part of my life, mm -hmm. and I just had to learn anger management skills, right? Mm -hmm. And, and now, not that I, I did learn them and they helped. And when I can go and de do the deeper healing, um, then I, I mean, this illustration just came to mind is, you know, it's kind of when we're, we're dealing with things and we, and I, I, I tell my clients, this is like when we do trauma work, there's a work of firefighters and putting out a forest fire. And there's a work of the department, the DNR, the department of natural resources. And the firefighter job is to put out the fire, right? Just get it out. And yeah. I think that for me is a lot of times, you know, trying to, my anger management skills, I was just trying to put out that fire. But the DNR's job is to clear out the underbrush so there's less fires, right? And so what the, Jesus came in to do for me is he cleared out the underbrush. 
and gave me the healing so that um i just i don't i don't get activated i don't get triggered like i did in in that in that area at least right doesn't mean i don't have other areas i struggle with but um cured the cause. was a beautiful thing what he cured the cause he cured the cause yeah so it was beautiful i love that analogy i really love that analogy because you can picture that just god clearing out that underbrush and mm -hmm. you know we've known each other for a few years and mm -hmm. several years and mm -hmm. we've gotten to share things together and i know that i think that you were gone when i did my testimony at the ranch okay and, but but i gave it here but it was very similar but i've noted how much our stories are so similar okay well, it's yeah. it's almost you know there is no coincidences but uh, yeah galatian galatian 9 6 9 is something i mentioned in my testimony as well Oh, really wow yes and that was something that hit me very hard and um being chill now mm -hmm. like what your mm -hmm. your son was saying mm -hmm. i i've had that those comments you know from mm -hmm. people saying how peaceful i sound or you know whatever and i was a rager too mm -hmm. my mom was a rager i was a rager mm -hmm. so it's only god that transforms like that and so thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that part and um even just like your relationship with your mom same thing mm -hmm. you know with mine so um i think a lot of us go through similar things like that and it's awesome that you're sharing the story of god clearing the underbrush yes yeah. yeah, so we yeah. Uh, and so many of these testimonies, I see all these sins that we just struggle with, and many of us are still struggling with the same sin that we've been struggling with for years, and we just can't seem to get over the hump. So, it, Patty, it really sh it shows hope for all of us. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that was, I had a wise mentor, you know, share that story with me, and it's like, it's really a powerful, you know, it's like, you know, and I, I see it, you know, from the, in the context of the Christian sense of, the Lord coming in and and healing what's underneath, mm. right? So then, we we can just live. We'll use the word "merry chill," <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a good good description, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the other thing that the Lord did for me, and you know, in the book is is a kind of a measure of that. You do matter is like I struggled for years with really low self esteem and kind of apologetic for the space I took up. You know, and and Christ doesn't want us to live like that. And you know, people who know me now, because you know, a lot of the people in my life now um, didn't know me then, right? It's I've made a lot of new friends in my you know post-divorce state and you know everything. But my siblings, who've known me my whole life, will see it too. But just the um, embracing who I truly am. It's you know, it's not it's not about now that i'm better than or anything else it's about like i am a daughter of the king i'm a child of god yes. and i don't have to live with you know a sense of worthlessness or low self-worth because he's he's got me right he's got yes. me yes. Yeah. powerful thing it's a perfect title for that book mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. you do matter and yeah. first one of the first things i thought when i heard the title was and we've had conversations about this too, mm -hmm. is even in our group that we've been together about not being chosen and, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, just that feeling yeah. of rejection right. to being a part of that. And, yeah. and God, uh, again, some more underbrush, yep. yeah. you know, 
I can't wait to read it. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get it out. It's been a very long process. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and you it, know, and that and here's another part of it, too, is, you know, last year to 2022 was the year I, I, you know, I've been kind of working on it off and on for years, but I really felt the Lord pressing in on me. So last year, I, I really I wrote it, I sat down and I, I spent a lot of time writing it. And I tell you, the spiritual attacks that come when you're doing God's work are there. And you know they're going to come, you know, consciously like, okay, I know they're there. Um, I think as Christians, we can make two fundamental mistakes when it comes to spiritual warfare is, you know, one thinking, you know, the enemy is not, doesn't have play any role in our life, right? And he's not there at all. And the other one is that he's given way too much power or credit, like devil behind every bush, so to speak. It's, but the reality is, well, it's true, right? And so, well, I, I've said that phrase so much. Lately. <laughs> yeah. So, so. You know, but, you know, the Bible is clear that our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities yes. of this world, right? So we know that the, the battles are there. And, you know, the, the, I, I went through a really significant time of some, you know, spiritual warfare last year. And when I was really pressing into the book and I had sat down and I just, you know, I went through like a fog and confusion. And, um, and then somebody mentioned to me, like, do you think it's maybe a spiritual attack? And I'm like, well, duh. I mean, I knew I was going to have that. And yet I kind of lost sight of that. And once I prayed and I had some people pray over me, one of the things we have at our practice, at our clinical practice is some prayer intercessors and we can have the privilege of praying with them. We have a chaplain, you know, so it's like this beautiful environment to work in. Um, but they prayed for me and over me and the clouds lifted. And the very next weekend I wrote like four chapters, right? I mean, it's just like God just poured it out. And, um, <laughs> and that was really awesome. So it's like, you know, know that anytime you're doing work for the Lord, you're gonna, you're gonna be in the devil's bullseye and uh -huh. to be praying, you know, shoring yourself up with prayer and, you know, support and reading the word and worship. Right. So yeah. Yeah. we have a shore up squad here at yeah. the God cast. Good. It's Good. A, a team that we have of uh, men and women to come up alongside someone. Oh, if they beautiful. if they happen to accept Christ on mm -hmm. the podcast, because Ron has had the the lines open here all along, and we keep them open, and okay. and we'll give a little message, the gospel message here in a moment. But um, we decided to have this team because, like you said, you know, when you the devil, when you're doing God's work, even when you just first become a Christian, you know that the devil is he doesn't like that, and right. you can get come under a lot of pressure and a lot of attack during that time yeah. Yeah. so we have a shore up squad and it stands for salvation helping others remain encouraged uplifted and prayerful oh, and because shore up means to support something or keep something from falling by something under or against it mm -hmm. that's cool so we have the shore up squad that does that yeah. and just to step alongside someone so you know just if anybody's listening to this we would love to have more people on that Godcast team um just to you know be that landing place for people mm -hmm. the first landing place and we can you know get a bible out to them we can have these people would maybe help them find a local church you know help them with scripture pray for them pray with them so yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah it's cool awesome yeah well thank you very much patty yes thank yeah. you for your testimony patty yeah 
Okay, our call lines are open for salvation. Um, Patty, one of the things I loved about your story the most was your sister and their husband. Yeah. And that conversation that they had with you, mm-hmm. and they asked you, you know, where are you going if you die tonight? Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, even though you said, I'm going to heaven, Jesus is mm-hmm. my Savior, they knew from talking mm-hmm. to you that you still needed more, mm-hmm. a better understanding. Mm-hmm. Better understanding, yep. And so they had that conversation with you. And this is the conversation that I want to encourage all our listeners to have with that person that you love that doesn't know him, that doesn't know God, that doesn't know Jesus as their Savior. They were so courageous to have that, or so brave to have that conversation with you. Listeners, be brave, be courageous. You know, we have endless opportunities to spread the gospel. Don't be shy about it. This is what we're here for. Matthew 29, 19, the Great Commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's what we're here to do. So if I can, um, for those that aren't saved, I want you to know Romans 10, 9 through 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So very simply, that just says that if you believe in Jesus, if you believe that Jesus is Lord, if you believe that in your heart and you believe that God raised him from the dead, then you are saved. A couple steps that go along with this, please. One, you must repent of your sins. First and foremost, realize, recognize that, yes, you are a sinner, and we all are sinners. And repent of your sins. Have that conversation. If you're unsure of the words, if you need help, reach out to Mary and myself. You can reach out to us on our Telegram page. You can reach out to us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com, and we'll be in touch with you. We'll pick up the phone. We'll have that conversation with you. We'll help you along. We don't want to see anyone left behind. For those of you who are saved, again, get out. Do the work. Get off your rump. Get off your seat. Get on your feet. Go out there and meet and greet (laughs) and tell people about Jesus. Do I sound like Al Sharpton for a second, Mary? Mary's (laughs) laughing at me. I felt like Al Sharpton for a second there. You sound like a really good poet. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Truth Patriot calls me a rapper. <laughs> well, that's Everin. That. That's Everin. I might play some Everin later on now that you just said that. Yeah, that's all right. You like rap. Oh, so I love it. Good. Yep. <laughs> but don't but don't be shy about it. That's why we're here. You know, there's there's always that person in our life um that 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 we just absolutely love to death and we want them with us. You know, one day we're going to be up in heaven and what a shame it would be to look around and not see any of your friends around there because you didn't do what you were set out, what you should have been doing. So please get out there, share the gospel message with those that you love, with those that you don't love. God tells us to love our enemies. You know, we have all these problems in our local government. And these are people that just do not like us, do not like God. 
those are those are what you know God would consider our enemies. Let's call and spread the gospel with those people as well. Our friends, our enemies, our foes, anyone. That's why we're here. Yeah. Okay, Mary, I think we're ready for a powerhouse prayer. What do you think? I think so too. I didn't um, see any any uh, tagging of me specifically for prayer in the chat. We got a couple um, seconds so, left, so if anyone's got a prayer request, go ahead yeah. and get that into us now. Yep. And um, we do have the prayers in the prayer jar, or the the names in the prayer jar that we'll do tonight too. And um, yeah, we're just gonna lay out some Jesus tonight on people. If you could, I want to add someone to that jar. Okay. My father, his name is Ron Sr. And his Ron wife, my Ron. stepmother, her name is Kathy with a C. Ron and Kathy. And today's date is the 1st of December. It is. We always put the date on there. Someday we want to give this back to these people. So here's Someday. our jar that we're praying for people. Yes, yes. we want to hand this back to okay. your dad one day. Say this is when we started praying for you. Well, probably been praying for him before that, but this is when you went in the jar. Our goal is to get them out of the jar. That's right. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'll do that. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this platform that we're able to share you on. Thank you for bringing Patty tonight. Thank you for our friendship that we have. Lord, you direct our steps. There's no doubt. And I'm so very grateful that you directed our steps to intersect together. And I'm super, super thankful that you have worked all this out in her life and have brought her to this point. And you're bringing her even farther. So we just thank you and we praise you for that. And we ask for a blessing just to be poured upon Patty and her family and all of her kids and her grandkids. And Lord, that you would just give them an extra measure of something even surprising to her, even in this very moment that you would just impress upon her something, a memory maybe, or just a reassurance that you love her. She knows that you love her, but Lord, we just ask for an extra gracelet right now to be poured on her. And Lord, we wanna lift up um, anybody who is feeling like they don't matter. Lord, we pray your Holy Spirit upon them right now that they would come on them on a powerful way right now, that they would feel and know your love in a real, real, real way, Lord. Sometimes we think of you as just being so far away and up on high somewhere and just remind us that you're right here with us. 
that the kingdom is here and the kingdom is now and the kingdom is to come. You encompass all of these spaces. So give whoever might be thinking there, they don't matter, the knowledge and the confidence that they do matter. And so Holy Spirit, you have the power to do that. And we surrender those, those people to you right now. We also pray for anyone who's feeling sick or they have something that they're dealing with in their life that they need your healing. We surrender their lives to you right now, Lord, and we pray against anything from the enemy that would come up against them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we reject all plans of the enemy that they would just fall to the ground. The Lord is sovereign. Lord is sovereign in their lives, Lord. And so we we know that you are the, the ultimate healer. We ask for those who might be in the hospital right now, that the, the doctors and the nurses that would be treating them would just be guided by you. We ask for our brothers and sisters to be treated and mended by their brothers and sisters in you, Lord, people that know you, Lord. We pray for those that don't know you, Lord. We pray for those that are far from you, that there would just be, you know, you know the exact trigger in their life that will bring them out of wherever they are that's far from you, Lord. And so we have these people we have in this jar, Lord, you know. We're going to name them off by their names, by their first names, because they matter. They matter. And we know that they matter to you more than anything. So we pray for salvation for these people. There are so many more than, that aren't in this jar. We know that, Lord. But right now we're, we're going to focus on on these people right now. So we have Sean and Sarah and Taylor and James, Leah, Jay, Ariana, Kathy, Gregory, Caleb, Patrick, and Ron and Kathy. Now we're added to this. Lord, we pray for salvation for these people that we know and that we love. We pray for someone to come up alongside them, people that you've already been working in to share the message with them in, in a powerful way that they will listen. So, Lord, just open their eyes and their ears to that message. I pray for those opportunities for people that would give that message, that I pray for boldness in them, that they would step into those opportunities, that they would just be plain as day. Yes, I need to share this with Sean. I need to share this with Sarah, with Taylor, with James, with Caleb, with Gregory, Kathy, Leah, Jay, Ariana, Patrick, Ron, and Kathy. We look forward to seeing them. In heaven, we're going to rest in confidence, Lord, that you're working 
even if we can't see it. I also want to pray for um, Punky Tiffany. I just seen she has a request that Matt finds a job soon. So, Lord, we pray for her husband that he would have an opportunity that would be God tailored, that's tailored just for him. I pray for a, um, a job, Lord, that you would be glorified in it, that you would get the praise for even bringing it to them, even in a surprising way, Lord. Just bring them provision, bring him in a job of, of safety, bring him in a job that he would still be able to spend a lot of time with his family because I know that they are all about their family and their kids. And thank you, Lord. Thank you that Tiffany has called out for prayer for him. Bless her as being a good, godly woman of Christ. Lord, we also want to lift up Jim, and each week, Lord, we just pray for more, more healing in his heart after losing his son, and we pray for healing in relationships. We pray for clarity and focus for him that he would be able to make decisions that are in your will, Lord, and so help guide him in that. And thank you for the healing that you've already done. You've done so much healing in him, Lord. Just thank you for that. And ask for healing in, in relationships of everyone that, that we know that maybe we might be struggling with, Lord. I pray for healing in that and that people would be able to come together. And Lord, I if there's anything in me that's not of you, Lord, I I ask that you remove it. Give us all a humble heart. Help us walk humbly with you, Lord. Give us faith. In Jesus' name, we lift all these up to you, Lord. Amen. 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 Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Patty, especially you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. You yeah, certainly thank have you for having me. Yeah. You're a blessing, girl. Thanks. We love you. You're part of the family now. Yeah, you're one of stick, us. Stick, <laughs> stick around after the song and we'll okay. say a proper goodbye. Okay. You don't mind if I play a little Christian rap, do you, Patty? No. <laughs> Are you hip? Are you down? Are you going to play some Everin? Oh, I am. Yeah, I, you, I oh, am. Awesome. I miss that guy. I haven't. And for those of you who don't know, that's where Mary and I met. We met at the Big Bear, Little Bear chat live show. Um, yeah. And uh, late September. September. It was your birthday. Yeah, it was the night before my birthday, the night of my birthday uh, last yeah. year. Yes. Yeah. Or the year before. Year before. 2022. So yeah, we miss we miss Ever and Ever, and if you if you get a listen to this, come back and join us. We miss you, brother, Courtney, yeah, we Bear, and we miss your family. He's from Canada, Patty, and he's a really good rapper. He raps about Jesus. Yeah. He's from cool. Canada, eh? Yeah, 
Hey. <laughs> Our neighbor. Now I can do that because I'm part Canadian. So I'm not making oh. fun of them. I'm making fun of myself. <laughs> okay. So I can do that. Montreal, right? Yeah, truth. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, close out with this. Uh, my dearest friends, let us not forget. We're here for one reason and one reason only. And that is to spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please get out there, find that one you love that doesn't know him and share your testimony. Do it today. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. I was from the world, I was from a time Thinking it was me, thinking it was fine Life was on the brink, I was in a maze Never thought that I would make it through the days Glory to the king, found me on my knees Everything he knows, everything he sees Blessed be the child, living through the veil Now we on the way, now we setting sail Working through the noise, fighting through the lies Through the tribulation, kept me through the trials Living on a prayer, blinded by the cries I was dead and thinking I was on the rise Everyone around me telling me that I would be The one to make it, take it to the top Never have enough, never make a difference Hungry for the mission that would never stop Glory to the king, I was just a pawn Living for the light, praying for the dawn Thinking I was right, grateful I was wrong Life is such a gift, thank you for the song When he called my name, I was so afraid Thought I wasn't worth the price that he paid Now I see the blessing, giving you the praise Knowing you will keep me till the end of days And now I see the ways Your love is so amazing Keep me from the world, keep me in your grace Lord, keep me Keep it from myself, keep it from the hate, keep, keep it from the pain. From keep it from the thunder, living in your wonder, washed in the rain. Keep, keep it from the way that I was living, thinking I, I was justified. Travel down the road, thought I was alone, now Lord, you're by my side. Keep, me. keep it from the greed, keep it from the lust, keep, keep it from the rage. Keep it in the word, give me courage every time Lord, I turn the page. Keep it from the evil, keep me in your love, keep me in your stride. Travel down the road, though I'm not alone, now you're by my side. Lord. I wanted all the lights, wanted all the glam, wanted all the fame Hoping everyone would tell me I was number one and I would be the winner of the game Searched under every rock that I found, seeked for the truth, fell to the ground Prayed for the best, lived for the worst, drank till the drop, still full of thirst Break from the curse, I'm just a man, so much in this life that I don't understand Thought I had it all, thought I had it straight, living in the world, taken by the hate Thought I missed the train, thought that I was late, God's got a plan, he can make you wait Left to my devices, I would surely fail, like a serpent Trying to bite his own tail Like a circle I could never break free Lord give me strength Show me who to be Show me how to love Teach me how to rise Every day's another blessing in disguise I could be the one to go into the flames Heal me from the pain Save me from the shame Send me to the place that I gotta go Praying you would show me what I gotta know Keep, keep, it. keep it from myself Keep it from the hate Keep, keep it from it the from pain Keep it from the thunder Living in your wonder Wash to the rain Keep it from the way that I was living Thinking I, I was justified Travel down the road, thought I was alone, now you're by my side. Keep me, keep me from all evil. Lord, keep me as I travel down this road. Lord, I'm praying I could be the person that I know you knew that I could be. Lord, I'm asking that you light the path of everyone who's lost out at sea, God. 
I'm praying that you show me every step I gotta take to make it right. Gotta make it right. Protect us under every circumstance when we need you in this fight, Lord. I'm asking that you guide us all the way to make it back to your life, back to your love, back to your grace. Ears for the word, eyes for the sight, eyes for the sight. For the many things I need to do, I pray I hear it while I breathe. Hear it while I breathe. I promise that I give you everything I got until I gotta leave. Keep it for myself, keep it from the hate, keep, keep it from the from pain. Keep it from the thunder living in your wonder, washed in the rain. Keep it from the way that I was living, thinking I was justified. Travel down the road, thought I was alone, now you're by my side. Keep it from the greed, keep it from the lust, keep it from the rage. Keep me in the word, give me courage every time I turn a page. Keep it from this evil, keep me in your love, keep it in your stride. Travel down the road, no, I'm not alone, now you're by my side. Lord, we're living in a time when it seems like everyone is losing their mind. I know what it's like to live a life lost, needing to be guided. And I pray that you watch over all of us as we travel down this road. Lord, watch over this fellowship and help us carry the weight of this heavy load. Keep me from all evil that seek to destroy those who walk with you in your light. And keep us from fear and correct our paths in order to know and do what is right. Lord, keep me from evil when I start to lose sight. And keep me from the darkness of the night. Keep me from all evil Lord, would you keep me As I travel down this road Lord, keep me Keep me from all evil Okay, that song was by Everin the Rapper. He's a part of this community. His family is. They used to do a podcast. We don't see him much, much anymore, but uh, he's still in our hearts, and we love him and his family very much. I just posted the link for uh, Everin the Rapper on our Telegram page if you'd like to check that out. He's uh, an incredibly talented person. He's done, um, you know, he does this professionally. He I know he wrote a jingle for Toyota. He did a Matrix commercial a few years back. Um, so this guy's for real. Uh, but please go to everintherapper.com and uh, support him and his music if you can. We love him to death. Everin, we yes. love you. We miss you, brother. Yeah, we miss you. And uh, Patty, again, thank you again for tonight. Uh, you're a blessing to us all, and we're thank grateful you. for you being here. Please stick around. Um, after we close out, we'd like to say goodbye to you. And uh, for those that joined us tonight, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. We love you all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your encouragement. It's you that keep us going. Um, if, if you'd like to schedule to come on and do your testimony, please reach out to Mary and myself. Um, we've got open dates from now until the end of time. So just let us know. You can find us at this is an official Godcast at gmail.com. You could find us on Telegram, on Facebook. On X, uh, I guess that's about it, huh? Anywhere else? Yeah, meet up, meet up now too. <laughs> meet up, meet up. Well, it's I'm not sure I know that. what that is, but I'm sure everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> Must be for the young kids. No. So meet us up on Meet Up. We're all old. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next week, we'll see you next week for Rebecca yeah. Ersfeld, 7 p.m. Yes. right here on Podbean Friday night. Yeah. Love you guys. We'll see you then. Love you. Good, Good night. night.